Good. Are we working? Is this on? Okay. If I could uh, ask you to end your conversations, that's great. Again, extend my welcome to you. If you're on Zoom this morning, I hope you're having a great morning, worshipping God wherever you are, and welcome you guys here in the building. In fact, there's more of you than I expected to be here. Um, so, uh, yes, it's good to see you, and it's good to, as I say, welcome you at home in Zoom land as well. Let me pray as I begin. Let's just settle our hearts, let's focus. Let's remember God's presence is with us. He wants to speak to us this morning. Father, I thank you for your love and mercy. I pray you would speak to each heart this morning. <clears throat> I pray you'd speak to the uh, youth as they go out and the children as well. We, we pray you'd encourage them, lift their eyes to you. I pray for each of us here in the different contexts that we find ourselves about all of us sharing this current COVID situation. We pray you would help us to hear your voice this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's be aware of that. Jesus wants to speak. He wants to speak to you this morning in your context, in your situation. And there'll be, I trust, as, as I speak this morning, something will stand out to you. And try and make a little note of that and think, Lord, what are you saying to me this morning? How are you speaking to me personally? I often find it funny how people come and speak to me and they'll say, I heard this in the message. I think, I don't even remember saying that. But they hear something. And that's true, I trust, this morning. You will hear something, or maybe a throwaway comment, and God wants to speak. If you want to turn in the Bible to John chapter 1, the, the last of the four Gospels, we're in this Christmas season and we're looking at this Christmas series. We've called it, Have I Got News For You? The news is Jesus. Amen? I mean, that's it. The good news is God has come into the world. Jesus has come into the world and he's brought salvation. He's brought knowledge of God and you can know God in your life. That's the good news. That's the, have I got news for you from God? And the question for us is, will we receive Jesus into our lives? And so if you turn to John chapter 1, I'm going to briefly go through the first 14 verses. And it will be brief. And because I just thought it's good just to look at these very famous, to some anyway, verses that give us a, a, an image of who Jesus is. When we see that, can see the, um, there's a, there's an, uh, I was going to say an ark, uh, a manger up there. And when we consider who Jesus is, we're remembering that he is both God and man. In the blogs, we talked about that this week. Can anybody remember that, that, that special term that we used last week for man and God being in one person? Anybody brave enough to shout out? Anybody read it, know what that is? It's a good word, though. Emmanuel, Emmanuel no. Yeah, good word for Christmas, but no. I mean, they're all right in one sense, aren't they? But I'm, the word I'm thinking of is 
Hypostatic union, of course, Nev. Hypostatic union, which is the union of God and man, two natures, 100% God and 100% man. It's not, you can't, you know, 100% of each. I know that's mathematically not true. Although on, on sort of like X Factor and stuff, everything's 110% and all the rest of it. But, but only in God can it be 100% God and 100% man, but one person. So Jesus Christ, and remains so in heaven now. Jesus in heaven now is 100% man and 100% God. Still has the scars of his crucifixion in his body. And so in John chapter 1, we're seeing this, this portrait of Jesus that we need to remember at this time of year. Who is Jesus? In the beginning, if you've turned to John chapter 1, was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So we're getting this idea that there is a beginning to, the, to creation, the beginning to the universe, the beginning to life. There was a point where there was only God and then Matter, time, all things came into existence in the beginning was this word. He, so Jesus was with Father, Son and Holy Spirit for all eternity. God is, God was. He was with God. So he is a separate person to the Father and the Holy Spirit. Again, that's another extreme uh, um, mystery of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. And so there's many mysteries in God, as you'd expect, right? He was with God in the beginning. Jesus was with the Father. Through Jesus, it says here, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So everything that has been made... And is in existence is through Jesus. I hasten to add in cooperation with the Father and the Spirit. But I'm talking about Jesus this morning. So the word. When God said let there be through Genesis chapter 1. The word is, is Jesus. Jesus is this word. All things made through him. So when you think about that baby in the manger. You are, remember, you, you are to think here is Almighty God who made all things and uh, made me, made everything, and he's come into the world. This is extremely hard to believe. Isn't it? Extremely hard to believe. In fact, I, I want to tell you this morning, it's actually, a, it's actually impossible to believe until the Holy Spirit comes and speaks into your heart. Here is Jesus. Here is Jesus. Here is Jesus. And that may be happening to you at this point in your life. God reveals Jesus to you, who he is. So through him all things were made. Without him nothing has, was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. I could spend a long time on this. But when we look at in this dark world, this, this is the light. This is that life comes from Jesus. In him was life. So how do you, you know, it's impossible. Scientists cannot make life. You cannot make life. You cannot form 
cells that will make life. Life is something that exists. We can't make it. And we're expected to believe that it happened by accidents. Even with it, all our ingenuity, we cannot create a single cell. A cell is an extremely complex thing. I was meant to be going briefly through this. So come on. In him was life. Life existed in God. And then Jesus created life, created cells, created ultimately you and me. All life in the world speaks of God, reveals God. It says in it, the life was the light of all mankind. In other words, when you see me this morning, you're meant to see, wow, there's a creator. Because how on earth did he come into existence without a creator? That's what you're meant to see. But obviously, our dark hearts pervert things and we find it strange, strange, you know, people don't see God behind creation, which we should do. Because creation is evidence of God in its complexity and miraculous nature. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness has not understood it. Many people do not receive Jesus. Many people do not believe in God, even though there is this life shining throughout this. Every single ounce of dirt has tons of, of, of life in it. And we're meant to see, but, but the darkness has not understood it. The darkness has not, does, does not grasp it. The darkness, this dark world, cannot see Jesus does not receive Jesus, and ultimately they crucified him. There was a man who was sent from God, his name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. So this is John the Baptist. He spoke about Jesus. He said, look, there's the light. There is the light. There is Jesus. And that's what I'm doing this morning. That's what every Christian does. We come as witnesses to Jesus, to the life, to the light we carry on that ministry. And he says, he came to that which was his own. No, I'm not. No, no. It was a man who said, he came as a witness to the light so that through him people might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So John the Baptist was saying, there is a true light. The true light is Jesus. I'm saying that to you this morning. The true light has come into the world. He gives you light. And may the Holy Spirit speak to you today, speak to me and speak to all of us to, to freshly see Jesus as he is. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him, right? Many of your friends do not recognize Jesus. May you don't yet recognize Jesus. He came to that which was his own. This is the Jews. But his own did not receive him. In other words, the, 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 the Israel at the time, many of them did not receive him, as you know. And he, ultimately, he was crucified. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. If you receive Jesus, if you receive this light, if you receive him, you become a child of God, adopted into the family. If you're a Christian this morning, that's who you are. You're a child of God now. Isn't that wonderful? In all the challenges of your life, 
You're a child of God. God loves you if you've received him. To all who received him, to those who believed, he gave the right to become children of God. And then it says this mystery, children born, not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So if you become a Christian, in your, from your perspective, it will be, yes, Jesus, I'm believing in you. But from God's perspective, it's this. I am working in you by the Holy Spirit to give you the ability to receive Jesus. You see? The word became flesh, made his dwelling amongst us. And that's the ultimate Christmas idea, isn't it? This word, this God, this creator, this light, this eternal one became flesh made his dwelling among us. We have seen, obviously, this is from John's perspective, who was writing at the time, who was one of Jesus' disciples, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And I want to really just focus for the next few minutes on the true light that gives light to, to, to everyone was coming into the world, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. True light. He's the true light. He gives light to everyone. He's come into the world. I want to imagine this, this scenario. You, you go to the beach. Imagine you're in a nice hot place, right? It's nice. You you decide to go out and you've got a surfboard. And just imagine you decide to go paddling out on your surfboard. You are swimming out. And and next thing you know, the the, the current has got hold of your surfboard, which is not unknown. And you get pulled out further and further and further. And no matter how hard you try to turn it and swim back, you cannot fight against it the current. You want to get back to the beach and the beach is getting further and further and further away from you till it becomes this fine line and you're out at sea. Would you be scared? Can you imagine that feeling? Just, and, and, and no one knows you're there. You get further and further and then it starts to get dark and a bit colder that beautiful sunny day, it's now dark. It becomes evening, night time. The stars come out. You are lost. You are cold. You are thirsty. You are hungry. You are scared. That is probably your greatest. And the sense of the pounding of your heart and the fear that's growing and the panic that's growing in your heart, thinking, I am dead. But then you look out and you see what you think is a light. It's a light coming your way. Hope begins to rise. It's it's rescue. Come it. And then you realize in this dark night, even that seagull looks like a light, but it's not. Seagull is just flying along. The, the light of the moon and the darkness of the night have made this seagull just stand out. And your hope has made it more than it actually was. 
So your hope is just gone. A bit more time goes by and then you see what you think is another light. It's, it's, it's salvation coming. Here comes salvation. Your joy begins to rise. This time it's just a plastic, white plastic bag blown in the wind. Again, the light of the moon and the darkness of the night and your hope has given more to this than as actually the reality. Your hope is gone. And then you give it some more time and then you see what you think is a light. And Is it a light? Oh, I don't know if it is. I don't know if, I've seen a seagull. I've seen the, the bag. I, I, don't th- I don't know if anybody's ever going to come after me. And it turns out to be a boat and a light. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's some fishermen or something. Imagine it's down in Hastings where I come from. Okay, some fishermen, they're out. They've, they've, they've come across you and you are saved. A true light has come. A true saviour has come. This, this light has the ability to save you. This light can bear you up out of the water. This light can carry you back to shore. This light has the power to do what the other pretend lights or presumed lights could not do. Jesus, obviously, is the true light. He's there are lots of pretenders. There's lots of things that offer light. The true light is Jesus, says John. I am the true light. He is the true light that's coming into this world. There are lots of fake lights. Things that offer hope. Things that seem to offer salvation. Things that seem to offer joy. I don't know what you're looking forward to over Christmas. What do you... Christmas. It's Christmas! Oh, it's going to be such fun and light and joy and ah, da, 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 da. You... Come down comes, doesn't it? Like probably Boxing Day, right? And you've eaten too much and all the rest of it. The, The light, true light in life is knowing God. It's not Netflix. It's not that box set. It's not even your family. Being with them is as wonderful as that is. And I'm not saying you shouldn't watch any box sets or anything like that. I'm saying, though, there is one light that brings joy and hope and peace and lifts your spirit and gives you hope and perspective on life, and that is Jesus that's the only, the only light. He is the true light. So, there are lots of things that's, that, that offer light. Let me just point out, here are some examples of things I've read in some various magazines and newspapers in preparation for this, right? Here are some examples of, of offers of, of, of light or hope, okay? Try this seven-day stretch challenge to boost blood flow and feel great. 
okay? There's a little offer of light to you, okay? Uh, break all your bad habits. Science reveals how to overcome the compulsive behaviors you'd love to drop. Burned out? Maybe you should care less about your job. Here's how to gain perspective and gain back control. Uh, this is your year. Ten ways to unlock your goals and create the life you want. Okay, you see that, you know, 10 billion watches on YouTube because of that, right? You know they're not really offering real light, are they? They're not offering true hope, are they? But people love to watch that sort of stuff. Maybe we like to watch that sort of stuff. Maybe we like to read this kind of stuff more than we even read God's Word, the Bible. Change the way you look and feel forever. It's just nonsense, isn't it? Can you change the way you look and feel forever? But, you know, they put this in the magazines and newspapers and websites. Discover your seasonal body type. What's your body IQ? Build your body intelligence. What a load of rubbish. Conquer your fear of people's opinions. Good luck with that. <laughs> Let go of guilt. Uh, quantum language. Do words really matter? Um, yes, words matter. Uh, discover the superpowers of the highly sensitive person. And then we go, oh, I wanna, I'm a highly sensitive person. I've got superpowers, apparently, and it's offering me light. It's offering me hope. It's offering me joy. I'm going to spend some time reading this article or watching this YouTube clip or whatever. And, and people spend, yeah, yesterday, well, now what else can I find? Hope. Can I find joy? Can I find, can I, oh, yeah, can I, can I? And you feel miserable. You, Jesus, the true light that gives light to everyone. Relationships are not the light of the world, as good as they can be. Products and tech, health gurus, political parties and politics, you achieving this, that and the other, as good as it's good to achieve stuff, the light in your life is Jesus. To the extent that you are close to Jesus and walking with him will be as peaceful and contented as you will be. Jesus is the true light. And the question for each of us at this time, isn't it, is are we going to walk with Jesus? Are you and I going to walk with him? Are we going to get to know him more? Spend time with him? Particularly, we go into Christmas, don't we? And the danger is that all of our good habits go out the window and we bring in all these bad habits. Eating too much, drinking too much, uh, watching too much. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that, that, that there's anything wrong with having a feast. Feasting is good. Biblical feasting is. There's nothing wrong with some wine, some beer. Enjoy the good things that God provides. Relationships are really important. And if you can get them, 
And I understand that some of you may not, you know, I, I do hope that none of you are alone or lonely at Christmas. These things are good and God's gifts to us. But when we turn them into the light of our lives, they become dangerous. Do not idolise these things. Jesus is the light of life. And to bring him into our lives and walk with him is where we find joy. So over this Christmas period, I encourage you to find time, to carve out time to be alone with Jesus. I had... um, I, was in the, I, I had a bath yesterday after, after, after I went to park run in the morning. And I had a bath afterwards. And I, um, I just, there's a choice. Nowadays, there's a choice in the bath, isn't there? Hands up if you like baths. Am I the only person who has baths nowadays? You love baths. I love baths. Do you like really long baths? Yeah, I get all my little, uh, you know, magnesium sulfate stuff and all the rest of it and sit in the bath. And, and you have a choice nowadays, can't you? You can put your phone up and you can watch a film and, and you, can, uh, you can read. Uh, what do you like to do? Do you like to, you like to read in the bath? Paperback? Yeah, it has to be a paperback really, doesn't it, when you read in the bath? I don't know why. It just seems, um, feels right to me. Um, but I decided yesterday, rather than watch YouTube clips of, of you know, stuff, of, of controversial things, I decided I'd just put a psalm by the buff and I read three lines and I just, I, I literally was an hour in the bath meditating on three lines from the Bible. Let, let, let me just take a straw poll here, okay? Would I feel better? Hands up if you think I'd have felt better if I'd have watched YouTube clips. Okay? Hands up if you think I felt better for meditating on God's word. Okay. I bet you watch YouTube, right? I normally do, but I know what's good. I know what's good for me. I often choose what's not good for me. So let me stir your faith this morning. The true light that gives light to everyone has come into the world He gives light. He he shows who God is. He shows who you are, a child of God. He reminds you of how big he is, how vast and powerful he is, and that he's for you. He reminds, he puts your life into perspective, these troubles, and how great and loving he is. When you get close to Jesus, light is turned on. You see everything in a new way, in a better way. So may we, over these next couple of weeks, let's keep turning to Jesus. Let's keep making time to be with him in his word and prayer and worship. Let's encourage those around us. Now, I appreciate we're in different situations. You may be among you know, a non-Christian family. You may be amongst people who are not Christians. I understand that. So that you, you've got to put this into the context you're in. But 
Do carve out time for yourself. Do the most important thing. And he is the reason, reason for the season. Jesus. Be with him. When the band come up, we'll continue worshiping. It's focusing on this light. He's the true light that gives light. It says here in Isaiah, if I can find it. I completely haven't stuck to my notes at all this morning. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. This true light has dawned. He's calm. If you know him, a light has dawned. Yes, we live in this dark world. Yes, we live in this darkness. But you know Jesus. Let's stand together. Have you received him? Have you received the light? Have you received Jesus? You're on that surfboard. You're out at sea, powerless to save yourself. What's your light? Who's your light? Who's going to save you? Who's going to forgive you for your sins? Who's going to give you eternal life? Jesus has died for you. He's taken your, he, he can be your saviour. Is he your saviour? Have you received him? Will you celebrate his grace this season? Will you spend time with the light that gives light? Will you turn off the television? Will you turn off your phone? Will you go and be with him and find true nourishment for your soul? This, this, this holiday season, may it be a true holy day. May it be a true time of feasting on Christ. May, may we come next week when we meet on Zoom. I, I pray that we'd all come with fresh, invigorated hearts. Because we've been with Christ. And if you're that sort of person who spends time with the light, with Jesus, those around you will see something in you. And his love and life and goodness will pour out from you. But if we're dry and burdened and weighed down... We may be Christians, but what have we got to offer anyone? Oh Lord, teach us to walk in the light with you. I pray for my brothers and sisters here in the room, those on Zoom. I pray, Lord, you would speak to us about the most important things. You'd help us to nourish ourselves on you. I pray for light, for your light to grow in our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name, amen.